This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening and welcome to another edition of that Friday Night Live. It is um, Friday night. It's that Millwall calling. Um, and it's where we basically talk shit you, uh, and you get involved with the comments and, and everything else. And uh, and off we go. We are sorry. We are running uh, a little bit late. We were having a lovely chat about old football shirts. Um, I suppose it'll be rude if uh, if I didn't introduce our um our co-presenters our co-panel our co-guests basically part of the fucking furniture now but ayo uh good morning everyone else i'll say good evening to but good morning tony who is in new zealand and it is about 10 o'clock saturday morning there if 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 i'm right by going roughly what sort of times you told me earlier so yeah and darren do you remember darren um Joe, from when you used to watch us on Friday Night Live, Darren used to always be on there. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the, the comments. Notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the comments with you, so yeah, but yeah. yeah. Uh, right. Over there. Needs no introduction. Stephen. Say hello, Stephen. Hello, Stephen. That's it. Looks a bit like the old but the Brady Bunch there, doesn't it? Doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, he's the boss in there. Let's see, let's see. And down yeah, there, this one now, yeah. Wait, and down there way. is Joe. Hello, Joe. Hello. Hello, Hello everyone. It's like a sitting out rainbow now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> getting worse. It's always getting worse, mate. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Right, I need to put my mouse in or else I won't be able to raise any of your comments. And, um, yeah. Just to let you know, Joe, I've got all the bits for you, mate. Everything else. This one as well for you this week. My name's Joe. So, <laughs> or, and that's, How and, you do, Joe? Find the room comfortable, do you? You see? You can't... That, they're good, but the, the one after me, even after me, is really good. It's the, it's the Shut shot. the fuck up, Joe. No, well, that one. Hmm. That one. But it, it's the timings. When you get the timing right... Yeah. So I say... Then it's it's, uh, it's quality. I've got attitude. Yeah. No, that's it. That's it. Um, right. Good evening, one and all. Hope you're all well. Uh, get involved in the comments. Good evening, Chris. Oh, it's eight thirty a.m. So pretty much about oh, so twelve hour difference. So um, yeah, happy Saturday to you, Tony. Uh, good evening, Darren, and good evening, Cole. Um, that's it for now. No one else. Um, 
I'd be interested to know why there's only a few of you on there if you want to get involved in the comments. How are you feeling about tomorrow? Just a one or two word answer. Good evening, Jonathan. Um, let us know what your view, what your thoughts are for tomorrow. Good afternoon, lads. Where are you, Daniel? Oh, you're the other Kiwi. Oh, you know, you can't be a Kiwi if it's good afternoon. Where would you be? Um, good afternoon. Afternoon. So what's that? About six hours? Good States. Good yeah, America. It's got to be America. America. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. East Coast, West Coast is what five or eight hours. So, um, so yeah. West Coast. Uh, good evening, Biggie. I'll tell you what we do, right? What we want you to do. Hold on, he's is... just sorry. He's just come back. He's Canada. There you go. Canada. There we go. Right. What we what we do is we can go back into the into the comments at a later point and save these. Or Stephen's probably got a pad there and he can write down what's what. But there, wherever you are, the town you're in. The first person you can claim your town. So you will be our Millwall reporter if we ever want it from XYZ. So correspondent, instance, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're our Millwall correspondent. So for instance, Daniel, Canada, but we need your town. And then that way we can form a oh. list. And then whenever we want to do a world tour, we can just find loads of loads of couches <laughs> to um to stay I, on. Um I, Biggie, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't shout that out. No, he's not. He's from Ottawa. Is it Ottawa? Oh, is it? Yeah. Ottawa, Canada. But Hong Kong? No, no, wrong one. Oh, that, no, no, that, that got the fella from Hong Kong, Leon, is the guy who did the um, Who Are no, You last season. Yeah. Oh, right. Did oh, who yeah, Are You yeah. last season, yeah. Wow. That's wow. a mouthful. So that Mill podcast, not just gone nationwide, it's now gone international, <laughs> is it? Yeah, but that's it. I mean, Listen, all it is, is we're, we're, we're safe. We're, um, we should be able to save the comments or figure out how to do it. I'll figure out how to do it, but yeah. And then basically everyone who's done it, we will then create a map and we'll go, right, this is yours. So you've gone, Cole, you've gone Norfolk, England, which is a massive <laughs> place. And to be fair, I was I was that way on Thursday. I'm over there every other week with my work. So I'm, I was there on Thursday um, all around. I was there on Wednesday as well. I was at, well, more... More on the outskirts, but yeah, I was uh, around that way on uh, on Thursday, mate. I fucking hate going to Norfolk because you've got no main roads in. It's just mm. like a boring dual carriageway. But Cole, if you also, if you have you always lived in Norfolk, by the way. I know we we're not really talking football here at the minute, but um, we'll come back to that in a minute. Because the only reason I ask is as you go in on the A11, I think it is, or the A14, whatever it is, is the, the main road into Norfolk. You go down these dual carriageway, and there's just like Christmas trees and big trees and and people um, with six fingers no lo loads of fields and then right in the middle of it there is a um absolutely huge great big war memorial parked in the middle of it literally just on the left of the of the motorway or the dual carriageway there's just this war memorial is that and, called Duxford no no it's past Duxford it's not. That's it's not far, but it's far, past Duxford. It's, mm. Yeah, it's past Duxford. It's on the way into Norfolk. But someone told me once that the reason it's there is that there used to be a village there, and that was in that was like in the centre of the village. And then when they built all these new roads and destroyed the village, they couldn't remove that, and that's what it was there for. So, um, so yeah, yeah. we'll see. So yeah, um, history, history, lesson, yeah, history lesson. That that little podcast is. It's gone. <laughs> That's it. Love that. Where the, where the hell is that? N uh, 
Neregmak. Is that you pronounce it right? Neregmak. I mean, Le I would say by the Lime Blue would be France, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's in France. Or, or Belgium. No, no, it's France. Is it definitely France, is it? Yeah. Fair place. So we've got Canada, France, Hong Kong, New Zealand. New Zealand. Yeah. And we've and got we've also had we've also had we've had Eltham, we've had Peckham, we've had uh Norfolk, Milton Keynes. So yeah, we're um Canada, we've had we? we're doing yeah, we're doing something we're doing something right. We're doing something right. Vienna, France. Vienna, France. Wow. So in the space of five minutes, we've got basically correspondence from Canada, New Zealand, Norfolk, America. Unbelievable. Um Vienna, France. I'm in that's, the med. <laughs> no, nah, you can't have. The world. Sorry, sorry. That's can we just clarify? Medway, we're not having that because there's different towns. So I'm claiming, I'm claiming Strood in Medway. So you need to be more specific. Um, Stu's from LA. Yeah, Stu. I think, I think Stu's my my pal. Um, Stu's my pal who lives when wow. I went to Las Vegas, when I got married in Las Vegas, we yeah. went out and saw him in LA and he lives wow. in um, near, is it Manhattan Beach or somewhere around there? He lives, he, he lives in a posh park. I feel a bit like, you know, Uncle Bryn uh, of Gavin Stacey, he's like amazing. <laughs> like, how, how the hell? Like, would you believe it? We're actually talking to these people and he's actually in another country. He's in LA and he's in, in Canada and he's in France. That's it. That, that would be. Joe, can that, you, Joe, can you do that? Can you do that in a Welsh accent, please? Oh, but I'm crap at Welsh accent. <laughs> oh, there you go. Rotunda Beach is where he lives. Rotunda Beach. Wow. <laughs> so when you got married over in, in um, what, in, in Vegas you got married? Yeah. Was it like an Elvis chapel or like that? Yeah. Or? Was it really? Yeah. No, yeah, it wasn't. Got yeah, got yeah, I got married. yeah, yeah, I got married by Elvis. Oh, no, you didn't. My, honestly, seriously. Yeah, yeah, seriously. There's Thank a picture you. right there, but I'm not putting it on. I'm not putting it live. When we, when we break, I'll show you. But yeah, no, I love, I've got... I love when, as well. when I, when I, mean, I went out Elvis, there... That's what I would Elvis do. songs. Elvis songs as well. When really? I went out there a few years ago, we went to... We saw we saw a couple get married, and, and they, they were married by Elvis. They, yeah. they, they, you could just actually walk in, and they were like happy for people to... Like yeah, guests yeah. and stuff. And it's just incredible. We didn't tell anyone this, but the money was spent on our wedding, like it's a traditional yeah. boring church white wedding, whatever. <laughs> I would love to have just gone like to Vegas, fucking splash all the money, <laughs> fuck all the uh, yeah, family and friends off, and just live it large. But but when you but when when you see your yeah. missus next, you just you, you don't tell her about this show, and you say, no, "Oh, it's fantastic! It was no, it was great! Yeah. It was great!" <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. She won't Played a game. Anyway, unless some, someone tells her, but yeah. No, nah, no, nah, secret safe for now, Joe. Yeah, for now, until I get blackmailed, yeah. I'm sure later in the season <laughs> was something. Yeah. We were adding it up, and then all of a sudden it was like going up and up and up. And my missus just said to me one day, she went, um, she went, what about if we went to America and done a tour? And I went, what do you mean? She went, well, we go to Las Vegas, LA, yeah. go to San Francisco, we do this, do that, do that. And I went, yeah, so we went and hired. We got a nice big, great big four wow. by Chevrolet four by four thing, Jeep seven seater thing. Nice. We toured around America. Um, nice. That drove around loads of places, tour loads of places. When yeah. it got, got picked up by a limo in the morning, like. Why couldn't my missus done that? I'm um, we're doing yeah. this, doing that. Oh, yeah, I'm saying, yeah. All right. Hey, 
Okay. I tell you that 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 is the one thing I've still got that I've still got that stew sitting in my freezer. There's um over there they do peanut butter whiskey, and wow. if you drink it out of a normal bottle, it's a bit it's a it's nice, but it's a whiskey. Peanut butter right? whiskey. But you put it in the freezer. So if you boys come around mine one day when we do a show here or something, right? I'll yeah. get the peanut butter whiskey out and you'll try it. And it's um, you can, you can drink drink it neat. I guess you got that peanut butter flavor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus, that's nice, isn't it? It tastes. I've got to snap out of this, Steve. I keep feeling like my uncle Brent at the moment. This is so bad. <laughs> You're <laughs> fascinated. Like, really? It's like it's oh, like, it, it's like Joe. Fighting, is, yeah. Joe, you've never ever come across the internet before, or people in the world before. Yeah, and it's all just yeah. brand new. Yeah, it's all new to me. Yeah. Oh, God, you know, anyone listening to this as a podcast, right? Is going. Have I? Have, is, is this the right one? Yeah. Yeah. Is this the right show? We haven't actually, we haven't actually mentioned Mill Wall. No, we're eleven minutes in, and we haven't even talked about Mill Wall yet. No, what that's it, mate. And on? I'm and I'm fifteen seconds away from getting what I want as well. Are you bidding for for your uh, Mill shirt? Yeah, well, listeners, just so you know, at the moment, Mickey's not telling us what year this mill shirt is in fear that one of us might outbid him. And it's really but, annoying because I am trying to find it on eBay as we speak, yeah. and I just cannot find it. So, what, what we're waiting for Mickey to do, wait for the clock to tick off. If you nah, he's won any it, mill, any mill shirt, what would you what would you bid on if you could pick anyone from the uh, from the history? Past? Yeah, if you, Why yeah, if. If yeah, if you could, if you could have any shirt, or I'll, I'll add to that, Joe. If the club could only reproduce yeah. one shirt like to go in sale on sale in the club brand shop, new. brand new. So it's produced again. You know they'll make however many numbers, whatever. You can yeah. only have one shirt. Put in the comments which one it would be. Joe, what did you I'll say yours eight, was? Eighty-eight. The season. I've eighty-eight or eighty-nine. They're very very similar. But just the eighty-nine one had the. Uh, the first division writing on there because we've got promoted with being in the top flight. But that'd be my one, the, the Lewisham one with the stripes. Nice. I, I'd have it. to. I'd have to go. Know? I'd have to go with the green and white Captain Morgan. Um, I think it was ninety six, ninety seven. I do. We were talking off air, and I have the ninety six, ninety seven green and white Captain Morgan shirt. But at that time, I was five years old, so the kit is literally about what about the shirt is about this big. You're just giving me a brilliant idea. You know, you and I have our little bets throughout the season. Yeah, yeah, and we always bet for money, and you always seem to lose, and you always donate money to charity, which is great if you to do that every single time. You lose money. The next bet we should do, whatever comes up, you got to wear your five-year-old's green and white mill top and put it over you somehow and fit it yeah. on, and we'll get a picture of you wearing it. Yeah, I mean, it's only going to go over my head. Yeah, well, when we'll something comes up, when something comes up, and I'll think of something for you, I will okay. take that bet. I'll Deal. take that bet. Deal, we'll do that. Perfect. Nikki, what, what shirt would you go for if you could pick any shirt apart from that one you just bought just now? Um, well, there's two the, shirts. What I, no, no, no. The club the club can only produce one. We need one, not two. It's probably the one that he's got now. Well, actually, he's got that no, one. Yeah, now. he's got, got that one. He's got the other one. He could bin the other one, yeah. What other shirt would you go for? Uh, I, 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 I would... I, I, what I want badly more than anything and i can't find I, and i don't want to pay stupid money for it is the army shirt the army one yeah oh, i've got that i've um, got that i will never ever ever i don't honestly yeah. just a quick story on that i didn't get one originally mm. Nor did I. I was, and I was, I was fucking, gutted and i yeah. was so close I, to it 
not not wow. close to it, organising it, or whatever. But I was like, I knew all the people and all that, and I just mm. thought like, oh, they'd order a load of them, and they didn't be ordered. We, we know how much that means to you, like you know the, the, the war veterans, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. If I if I had an army shirt, camouflage shirt, I would give it to you, but see, I don't have it. See, so I I can't. I want to say it to Mickey for for a reasonable <laughs> price. Do, I do, would love, I would love to do that, but I, I, I love the football shirts. It's the best shirt we've ever done, and I never got it originally. Yeah. A guy on Twitter, and he's he deactivated his account now, and I kept in contact with him for years afterwards. You know, through mm. social media, put a tweet out to say that he bought two, one for himself, one for his mate. And his mate had let him down and wasn't going to give him the money. So he was like, first person to reply, no, you can have the shirt. I messaged him, yeah, literally. For the, for the price he paid for it? Yeah, 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 for face value. So oh, I messaged the guy God. and I was like, look, um, I, I, I want it if you've still got it. He went, you're the first person to reply. Where'd you sit? And funny enough, he sat, I, obviously I sit block 10. He sits in the lower in the cold blow lane. Next yeah. home game, gave him my number and rang him. He went, oh, yeah, I'm here outside the ground and literally bought it off him in the wrapper, everything. So wow. I, this How guy, the, the guy's name was Stuart and he's not on Twitter anymore. I've lost contact with him. But if you ever do watch this show or you remember me or whatever, you yeah. are a legend because you got me that army shirt. Well done. Well done. Done, done, a, done a good thing, that guy did. Brilliant. Brilliant. You, you know the shirt you More wore than... in your Photoshop, in your photo shoot, Stephen? Yeah, that's the one. The oh, that's the one you just bought. The one you just bought. Yeah, nice, nice. Is it, is it because Stephen modelled it so well that kind of yeah. sold it to you a little bit? Hold on a minute. Have I got? Have I got? Hold on a minute. I'm going to do this. One second. Like, one second. I like bits and pieces from Mill history. So yeah. you know, like there's a program I want. I'm not going to say which one it is, but there's a couple of. There's a couple of programs I want with me in one. Like, I'd like the program from the first Sunday. There we go. I'd like the program from the first Sunday um, game, what we did, which was the first ever match on a Sunday, what we played. I'd love the program from that. Um, yeah. I've got the program from the infamous, what, 76 or 78 Ipswich game, yeah, where Bobby Robson called us all the names under the sun. Um, I've got the... I got the program because again, it's something what I've always I've always supported the um, the Basingstoke eight, okay. the eight lads. What basically went to we played Southampton away in seventy, um, we played seventy eight. So Southampton away in seventy eight, and eight Millwall fans on the way from Basildon on the way to the ground, um, sadly lost their lives in a car accident. Um, we lost eight fans that day. Um, the eleventh of and a, a little cross story. Every year now we have the memorial game, don't we, around the 11th of February, where mm. you can, if you've lost anyone, you send in. The reason it's around the, the 11th of February and that memorial day is because that's the day that eight Millwall fans died when I was right. found on the board that I managed to get them to do it on that day. And at the, game, mm. at the first game, it was against Cardiff. But this year, on the 24th of, on the 24th of February, we play Southampton away, which is what forty wow. odd years, um, you know, 40, forty something years, forty six years, whatever it is yeah. to the, you know, give or take a, a week or two. So yeah, um, really things yeah. like that. So yeah, mm. white one I'd like from the seventies. The white shirt I'd like from the seventies. The Lewisham shirt, purely with the Lewisham shirt, is more to do with the battle. What I did with Lewisham and the fact that that shirt become iconic 
with that logo because mm. that was the logo we used on a lot of the, the okay. fights. Um, so, um, so yeah, right. Um, Swansea on uh, on Saturday. So, um, yeah, there's one of them by the way on eBay now and soon. Um, two of them, the white one, and uh, um, I've got that one, weather and Norwegian. I've got that. that I one. think that's another one I've got that in like a site, an eight year old size or something stupid like that. There's another <laughs> yeah. bet for you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. Anyway, we've been talking for fucking twenty minutes. So um, yeah, come on. I think, I think the next the next show we do, I'm gonna wear I'm, every show. I'm gonna wear one of my old Millwall tops. It's all in the loft at the moment. So yeah, I'll try and do yeah. that. Yeah, I'll try and do, do that. that. Well. Get some retro tops on. Yeah. Let's, let's get. Let's I tell get you ready. what. I tell you what. Just before we move on to Swansea, this will be the last thing I say. That's non this weekend football. Every Thursday, I play six aside, and the kits you usually play in a, in a white shirt. And I've, I've years and years ago, I don't know, I bought literally an old, really an old knock. I think it's, I don't even think it's a real one, a Real Madrid shirt, just years and years yeah. ago. So that's all I wear. Didn't have it, couldn't find it. So I wore a, a white mill, a Peda. Remember the, when we had the, 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 yes. the yeah, yeah, yeah. I wore yeah, that yeah, down, yeah. wore that down um, uh, on a Thursday, which is quite cool to wear a little bit of a retro shirt. So um, I'll definitely, definitely dig out the rest for yeah. I might shows. have to wear it. I might have to edit this bit off for the podcast because otherwise people will fucking switch off, wouldn't they? <laughs> so you get so watching it live. Still, watching it live, you've got to put up with all the all the um, all the yeah. chat at the beginning. So yeah, do apologise for that. So, this, yeah, this, right, is pre, this is the pre-match warm-up, isn't it? Twenty minutes yeah. in. Wow, are we kicking off now? Are we? But, uh, <laughs> I've got every Millwall shirt I've ever owned going back to the Captain Morgan shirt. Wow, wow, nice, wow, nice. That's good. Um, right. Let's Swansea. Um, Swansea away. <laughs> yeah, we obviously. Hello, Lee. Yeah, we're changing, Lee. Don't panic. We're changing now. Um, right. Swansea, Swansea at home tomorrow. Um, Swansea is down on their luck, to be fair. Uh, hopefully for us, we should be having Nisbet back. Um, they put Casper out as well and a few others. And there's been a few Gary Rowett interviews out and about this week. Um, talking up, you know, um, that. You know the players are up for it. We're up for it. Blah 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 blah. Um, what's your um, what's your thoughts in Stephen of um, tomorrow's game? It's when you said there that Swansea have been down on their luck. That you, you hear that and you instantly think, great. So a team that's coming to the den down on their luck, and no doubt they're going to turn into sort of prime uh, Brazil. The, the only thing, the only thing I would say is. The last couple of seasons, we've always had a little bit of a spell where we've had a few injuries and Rowett's hand has been a little bit forced with team selection. And I kind of feel like tomorrow he's in in a few areas, he's in a similar position. He hasn't got his first choice goalkeeper. He's missing two of his centre-backs out of the five that he obviously named over the summer as all we needed. He's missing his top goal scorer from last year and potentially the you know million-pound striker. So... He's quite limited to who can actually play. And that's when we've kind of seen the best out of Gary Rowett's Millwall team. So I would expect the players that are playing tomorrow to to really, you know, this is an opportunity for them, someone like a Wes Harding, maybe a Maku and other players to really, really step forward and, and put in a performance and say, hold on a minute, you know, we are, we, you know, we are playing because we have to, but maybe we should be playing because we deserve to be playing. And I would expect to see that from whoever, whoever the 11 are that gets put out. Yeah, I'm surprised as well. I thought I don't know if it was this season, but I thought we'd already I thought we'd started a game, but allegedly Amaku hasn't actually started a game with us yet. No. 
No. Only Essa. Essa only got his start in the um, against Reading, didn't he? That was his first mm. start, and I don't. Th- he might have started against Norwich, but other than that, I don't think he's. I think he's been off the bench as well. Yeah, yeah. For me, yeah, I think but... that, clearly, I think Amaka has to start. I mean, it sounds like Nisbet's gonna gonna play. Um, yeah. Honeyman's in contention. I think he might be in the squad. But if you're looking at replacing Bradders, you want to keep the same system, the same formation, and everything else. Um, I think he'd be a fool not to start Amaku in place of Bradders. No, I said to you before, didn't I? Oh, this season. How many times have I said that we should start Nisbet? Uh, sorry, um, Nisbet and Emaku. And you guys, I know you guys love Bradders. I love him as well. I just felt they're very, very similar players. And I always mm. said, having someone like Emaku with a bit of pace on a counter and Nisbet will probably complement each other better. And like you said, Stephen, the, the fact that this has been kind of forced now, his, his hand a little bit in changes, um, I'm hoping he go, goes with Emaku to start with Emaku up front. And I really do think they might click. And I think even when Bradshaw gets back, they might play so well together with Maku that we end up keeping that and he has a, a great season, you know? No, that's it. I mean, there's a question for um, those watching, get involved in the comments. If Nesbitt is not 100% fit, should we bench him or should we, you know, should he be taken out completely just in case he um, he gets damaged I mean, even more? First. Personally, if, if Nesbitt isn't 100% fit, I, I don't. I don't see any point in risking him, knowing that he's had injury problems in fairly recently. I get that it it makes us incredibly light, but for Rowett's sake and for the rest of the season, if Nesbitt knows he's not fully fit and he's got a problem, and one tackle goes in and his season's over, you know you're going to get well. Rowett's going to get absolute pelters, and I just think I just think for one game. If you if you were playing a Leicester, a Southampton, someone you know, uh, you know one of the so called better sides in the in the league, maybe perhaps risk him on the bench. But against a side that perhaps who we should be beating based on on the league season and and, and how they're going and the fact they've lost their manager, I just think just give him an extra little bit of time to recover. We, we've got three games this week before the international break. Don't risk him in the first one. Yeah, no, I get that. I mean. Um, the last five games um, between the last five games, Mills had a win, a draw, a loss, a win, and a draw. Swansea's had a loss, a loss, a loss, draw, win. Um, so that's obviously going the other way. We've had eleven points. We uh, we're on eleven points. They're on six points. Hmm. So we're eleventh. They're twenty-first. Joe, I've just seen a, a comment. I'm just going to ask you a question here. Yeah. It's one of the comments on, on YouTube. I think um, Mickey will get to it in a second. Would you look or would you play perhaps Zian Fleming as a striker yeah. in these circumstances? Yeah. I, I, I just think this season where he he's not playing to levels he played last season in that number 10 role, and I get it, it's a different formation because he's not playing just one up front at the moment and him trying to fill the gaps. He's got two in front of him at the moment. It makes it a little bit more trickier. But I think we need to get Zian a little bit more involved um, in the final third. He seems to be playing a little bit too deep now, I think, with the new formation. Um, so we've had getting pushing forward. So maybe the fact that um, Nisbet is uh, not 100% and Bradshaw's injured, it might be a bad shout to start with a Maku and Fleming up front with maybe Essay in the number 10 role. I'd love to see that. Mm. Um, no, that, would be, that would be interesting. Yeah, I mean, Fleming's good in the air, isn't he? Like, he's got a leap on him. He's good at headering the ball. He's strong. He can hold the ball up. 
Mm. Um, that might work, but you, you just know with Rowett, he plays so safe, isn't he? And he wouldn't want to tinker too much uh, and change the, the kind of the formation or the players around too often, it, you know? It kind of reminds me that a little bit with Fleming, and we only we only seen little bits of it. But I don't know if you guys remember last year Cardiff away, when in the second half Bradshaw I think went off. Bradshaw scored the goal in the first half, um, and then in the second half Fleming played as a lone striker for about fifteen minutes yeah. at the end. And I thought uh, there was one there was one incident where he broke, and I think Shackleton should have scored off the end of of some good work. And yeah. I just think with Fleming, that could be it. Could be something to kickstart his season. Get him in front of goal. Get him so. not tracking back. Not as you say. I, and I agree one hundred percent with you, Joe. I think he's playing too deep. I think he's he's not in positions that he wants mm. to be in. I know you know missing the penalty last week. You know people will say you know you, you should score. Fine, I accept that. But yeah. in general play, I just feel like if we can get him closer towards their box rather than the halfway mm. line, you might see a little bit more from him. Yeah, and, and, I, and I get that. And I think, I said, this season with a new formation, the fact that he's having to defend more, like you say, he's playing very, very deep. You know, too deep for my liking. Um, and we're not utilising him in the right areas, are we? You know? No. Unfortunately, Fleming, as good as he is, and let's be honest, you know, he's not, you know, he's not really unfit. You know, as long as he can't run, but he's not as quick or as agile as most players are doing that, that kind of late run into the box sort of thing. So, I think he struggles in a, in, a, in a midfield position to get in that box and make those runs. Whereas, like you say, if he's playing the the four two three one formation, he's there behind Bradshaw. He's always in and around that box area, isn't he? He was always around <laughs> that area and making those late, late runs in. So um, that might that might be an, an option there. Maybe play him up front <clears> and inside Maku. You know, Chris has got Essay involved as well. Chris has got one there. Maku, what more up front? Essay behind bench Zian. Um, yeah, I, I like that, Chris. I like that. Too lazy for too lazy for a nine roll. Uh, not got one, but of dirty work in him. But too lazy for. So I think he's saying that Zian is too lazy to play in number nine role. Mm, possibly, I, I, I disagree. I think I think he, yeah. he likes the, the contact. I mean, he mentioned that to us when when I met with him at that that, that um, sponsorship thing I done with him, and he mentioned he loves the contact. He loves the. Uh, the physical side of the English game. And he's having to kind of, you know, rein himself in sometimes. He keeps giving away free kicks, he said. Um, so I disagree there. But, yeah, who knows? Give, give him a I, chance, maybe. I, I also, I, I also, just on that as well, I, I don't think, and I might get absolutely caned for this, but I don't think it's a case that Fleming is lazy. Mm. I don't think he's a lazy footballer. He's I, I cold, just, isn't he, Stephen? He just yeah. play, plays at his own tempo. and Yeah, and that's and he also, he's going to do it his way. It's his mm. way. In, and I think, whilst he says he likes the contact in the Championship, I do think maybe he wants a little bit more time. But I, I don't think that makes him lazy. I just think he's playing a way that he's been playing and brought mm. up to play in the Ajax system. And, right. and whilst, you know... Millwall fans want the Millwall type player, and we've we, we've had many discussions about this. I don't think Zian Fleming will ever be a Millwall type player, and I think that we're going to have to either accept that, or he's just going to go off back abroad or to someone else, and perhaps be be a, a more yeah, influential. Well, we've talked about over the years we, about you know what makes a Millwall player. I don't know whether that's the answer. You know, having a Millwall player, I think you need one or two like that, but we don't want a whole team of that because you would no. have no creativity, would you? You know. Leon's got. Leon's got a point there, yeah. I mean, yeah, didn't yeah, Longman did play the number nine role for Hull, didn't he? Yeah, uh, it, it, he, he has played, he has. It's it's one of those, though, really, isn't it, where 
Ryan Longman's been really good, in my opinion, the last couple of games. I think we've seen some really good moments from him. So I wouldn't want to take him away from a position that he's yeah. been playing well in. And being effective. Yeah, you've got you've got other players that, you know, for example, what what's that going to do to Amaku's confidence if they turn around and go, "Nah, sorry, we're gonna we're gonna bring the bloke who we've been playing at left wing back up front instead." Yeah. I, I I don't I, I get and, and it, also, but I wouldn't. Also, and also, Stephen, if that if that is the case, they need to bring Joe Bryan at left wing back. And for me, I don't think he's done enough, Joe Bryan. Maybe maybe I had a, I had a high expectation of him when he when he joined us, but I don't think he's done enough to. To warrant a start, I think Amaku deserves that start because whenever Amaku's played, he's played really well for us. Even when he came on as a left fucking wing back, um, you know, mm. last week, out of position, but he's still trying to get the ball, he's still trying to take players on and make things happen, you know. Um, whereas Joe Bryan, I don't know whether it's just lack of fitness or lack of desire or, or what it is with him, but we haven't quite seen anywhere near the best of him at the moment, and I'm hoping that. Back improve. No, I think for, I agree. The, ju- the jury's out on Brian. I, I, I'm not sure. Mm. He's a, he's obviously had got talent, and he's obviously played at a decent standard. And can whatnot, you go, can you go but... back to that one, please, Mickey? Go back to go back one. So Alex S. Alex, interest. I know I keep plugging these names all the time, but it's true. We we had the end awards last season, didn't we? And and guys, as you know, Mickey, on on, on one table we had um, Murray Wallace and we had Voggy on one table where I got stitched up. And then on the other table, um, I had Malone and Savile. And Savile's talk about that and his season and how he scored more goals and got more involved. But that was because they played the 4-4-2 system, he was saying. And basically, he was playing, I think he was playing alongside Sean Williams and maybe a couple other players at the time, but he was always given the licence to get forward and attack, he said. And then under Rowett, with the new formation, he said what he's been told to do it's to, it's to play deep, and he hasn't got the license to get forward. So, an answer to your question there, Alex, um, I think you know, yes, that was something to do back then, but you've got to play the system that's going to, going to make that work. And I don't know whether our system works in that sort of way. I, I, I think with Fleming, he needs to play the Cahill role better. And I was talking to, to Fleming about this again the time I met with him how he needs to get in the box and make those runs in the box. I said to him, sometimes you get the ball, you come deep, you win the ball, and you play the ball wide, but you don't get in the box quick enough. And you know what he said to me, and I, and I admire his honesty. He said, I, I know what you mean, but it's just too hard <laughs> running up into the box. He said, I get tired. And he mentioned that a few times. Do you know what I find, you know what I find, so, you know what I find so fucking hilarious? Is that, and it, this is actually true. He did it with Foggy as well. <laughs> Joe... In case you didn't know, he's not a professional footballer um, in any shape or form. He plays football, but he's not a professional footballer. But he does tell professional footballers yeah. <laughs> how to play football. But they all take it on board. They all, they all, they all, and no, they all no, agree no, with me. No, they, they look at you as if to go, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> no, it's true though. I, I told him this, and he said to me, "Agree," because you're right. I said to him, "You know, you're good in the air. You know, you've got to time those runs. Get in the box. You don't get in the box enough." I said to him, "You know." And he agreed with me, but his answer was, it's too hard to keep making those runs into the box and, and keep running. So I don't know whether it's a fitness issue or I don't know what it is, but yeah, he needs to work on that. Okay. And if there's any other Mill players that need my advice on, on, on a Saturday, <laughs> just give us a shout and I'll give you some uh, some feedback. 
Yeah, I just, I just thought it was funny that you, you that when you were saying that it was like it's absolutely nailed on. I've yeah. watched you, you know, turn around and 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 tell him. So Mate, um, I've, I've been doing it for years. So, Honestly, yeah. No, it's funny. It's funny. It's with, even with Paul Eiffel, I was having a conversation with him when, when we were younger and, tell, no, and, and critiquing stuff, him. Yeah. You know, telling what you do and yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, Christ, these messages are coming in. Let's do something. Let's just. While we we talk, oh my God, where's it gone now? Yeah, a great great shout there from Paul as well. Yeah, 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 no massive shout. Uh, where are we gone, gents? Oh, there we go. I found it now. So yeah, um, we've been crying out for a creative midfielder. Fleming is not that player. We did have a creative midfielder. We had the Peck and Pierlo, but we let him go, didn't we? Yeah, we don't we don't play enough football to suit Fleming's game. That's true. Uh, someone's saying you're wrong on Zian. Work or go? Work or go? As in, you should work hard or otherwise do one. Is that what he means? Yeah. Yeah. Start Excel. Start Excel. Oh, who's Excel? I'm, I'm assuming. I'm. <laughs> I'm assuming it, 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 that's meant to be start start eleven XI. Oh, okay. I'm assuming. Type in, put them in, put them in the comments, mate. If you want to put in your start at eleven for tomorrow, mate, just drop them in the comments, and um, I agree with yeah, we'll go one. through them all. So yeah, we're just going to try and get through. You were um, wrong. Listen, Ooh. Richard, Richard, honestly, the, the, it, if if we're wrong, that's absolutely fine. But can you tell us what you see in yeah. Joe Bryan that that we don't? Because for me. The jury's out. I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm not saying he's a no. good player. I just don't think we've seen enough. But mm. by all means, t- tell us what where 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 are we wrong? What what Te- what do you see? Richard, technically, I think he's a good player. All we're saying is, at the moment, he's giving us six out of ten performances, where we know that he could give us seven, eight out of ten performances and, and give us a lot more. But at the moment, we're not getting anywhere near that from him at the moment. And on that one, Murray Wallace is out, so he's he injured. won't be playing. He's yeah. injured. Yeah, is he? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's... Um, yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, this show is all about me. Won't be long before you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, on that note, we've got Patreon at the bottom. If you want to super chat, let's do that. <laughs> yeah, so, we, exactly. we really need your money to pay yeah, for Joe's box. And uh, if you need my bank details, send me some money, I'll give it to you afterwards. Um, yeah, I mean, it was interesting because obviously we do uh, we do the um, behind enemy lines where we speak to a right, you know, the the opposition yeah. fan, and um, and this week's it was it was quite weird. A couple of questions it says, you know, what what strategy and um, and tactics do you play? You know, what what do we need to look out for, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And a fellow hint got no idea. He yeah. said we don't seem to have an identity or a strategy or anything else at the also, moment. The managers also- just. Crap. Also, what, what he said was, I don't you remember what he said, the bit where he mentioned about last season or, or previously, they were kind of footballing teams, Swansea, mm. holding the ball, playing the ball around the back, whereas now they're not going to do that, he said. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see how they come out of us uh, tomorrow. That is 100% true, Alex. Absolutely. Yes. I had a chat with um, with Harry Kane. I said, listen, H, I want to I talk to you about, you know, you're shooting. You're not shooting enough. He went, all right, Joe, well, you know, I don't mind sort of shooting from the box. Shut the fuck up, Joe. <laughs> I said, shoot from distance. Shut the fuck up, Joe. And you score a few goes. He went, all right, Joe, thanks a lot. 
and that was it. So you, and the rest you, of you know when you start party. telling the stories, yeah, Joe, that the fucking the viewing numbers start crashing. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I'm not lying. Harry Kane was yeah. there. We're having a problem. Richard's having a already said. Match. Richard's already said the you're, the, you're the new fat down, mate. So um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know what I mean, cheers, Richard. You got the football. You got the football shirt behind you, mate. Do you know what I mean? You just need to hang a couple of tracksuits up. So yeah, I might sit a couple of pillows under my top as well. Oh, that's bitchy. Um, so yeah, I think I, I, I'm quite confident going into um, mm. what you call it, mate. Do you know what I mean? Um, we nearly are at half time where we have. Um, You've got a three-minute clip video of a couple of games from the beginning of the, I think it's the 1991 season. And then you've got a few more games for the end of the show. Show, So, um, yeah, that that's uh, hopefully will keep a lot of you. We thought, we thought maybe three minutes for our time gives you enough time to run to the loo if you needed to. Um, and also gives us enough time to have a... A glass of water and recharge. So, I agree with all these comments, by the way, coming through regarding Joe Bryan. I think we've only uh, had one person to stick up for him so far, haven't we? That, I, I that, should, that, we should or gun for him. But hang on, one sec, Steve. Quick question for the comments: Do you rate Joe Bryan? Yes, just put yes or no in the comments if you if you rate him or um, just or as no. a. As a follow-up to that, though, that comment there from Jimmy, what you, Jim, I think, it's, was it Jimmy P five five five? That is that spot on because he hasn't played enough. This is what I'm saying. I don't. I, I, the, the jury's out. I'm not. I'm not going to say he's a bad player or a good player, but mm. we haven't seen enough of him. And if he's going to be in and out of the side because of injuries, I, I don't see how he, that will ever improve us. No, r- but realistically, I think, I think when you're playing, you've got to show a desire and an effort. You know, and I don't know if he does enough of that. Another, another chat in the group there. If you want me to have a chat with Joe Bryan uh, after a game, just put it, put it on there and let me know, and, and I'll do it. I promise. Joe, yeah, the fucking oh. clip I keep playing, yeah, don't work. So shut <laughs> the fuck up, Joe. Okay, <laughs> fuck it out. Um, <laughs> so, um, Daniel yeah. charges if you want to comment on his live. No, does he? Hey, Mickey, you're missing a trick there, mate. I'm never going to charge people, charge. Though no, there's, there's sponsors and whatnot, mate. I don't I, I don't agree with any of these channels where you have to pay to get content. No, it's just... Absolutely not. It, you know, yeah, if someone wants to sponsor the show and, and, and yeah. you know, provide some, you know, stuff right. like that, great, because it all adds towards it. But to charge people to watch, it doesn't matter who you are, I mean, across any, any channel, I don't see the point of it. Um, no. I just think it's it's madness, but yeah. And we've got yeah. Connor then who's given us our first um starting yeah. eleven bar. I agree, I agree with that one, Connor. Arden, Leonard. I'm right I'm all... up that one. Joe, the problem is the problem out. is hold shut on, up, Mar- Murray no. Wallace is injured. No. Well he's injured, so he ain't gonna play. Yeah, but he's probably playing Jed. He's brought him back. Norton Cuffy, Longman. I say in behind the Maku and Fleming as a target man. Now that could be a good call there. Cooper instead of Wallace. I think that's what he what he, probably, what he means, maybe. You're trying to dictate the fans as well. The viewers. Well, no, you're, trying, two, you're trying two, to coach two. the viewers now as well. Is that is that you're really I'm really gay because I deleted <laughs> oh, that video of you and Vloggy today. And you can't I find should it, have left it. No, no, I deleted it from from oh, for our, our studio. But I should have just kept it in there just to, to no. play. So, yeah. Go, uh, Connor. Right. Connor, 
I actually think that was in relation to the the Joe Joe Bryan. Bryan. Yeah. He rates him. Uh, Lalaine Blur is a no. Stuart is a no. no. Alex is uh, is a yes. So that's two all so far. Dan is a no. Um, Yeah, true. But we all all know he was amazing last season. AT24 says no. Not at the moment. Baz says it's too early to say. Um, Definitely drop Campbell. I I can't see what Barrett season, to be honest with you. Um, They're laughing probably at me abusing you. (laughs) I'm going to take that as that. It makes me feel better. So, yeah, it makes me feel feel as if I'm a a man of the people. So, yeah. (laughs) Um, Are we talking about Mickey? You're too much of a man of the people. That's, that's your yeah. problem. Do we have a better left-back, wing-back in the squad right now? We don't in the squad, but on the podcast we do. It is the one and only... Mickey Simpson. Joe Zamba. That's what it is. He he is Mick- your he is your man who you need, mate. He's the one directing most of our wingers, mate. So um, I'll, have, I'll, have a, I'll have a word in his shell, like, and I'll say to listen, you're going to have to up your game, Joe. I know you've been in and out of games and you've been injured a lot, but... When you get your opportunity to play, especially at home, you've got to turn it on. I'll have a word with him. That's what I can do. Yeah, there you go. Men Cooper for Wallace. There you go, Connor. We're on the same wavelength, Connor, you and me. I knew knew it was good. We know. But, right, here we go. Richard's Richard's got uh, his 11. Bart, uh, uh, BNC, Leonard, Harding, Cooper, Longman, Saville, Denore, SA, Fleming, Amaku. Now, I'd be really impressed if someone had a baby over this weekend and named their kids that. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be I'll be amazing. honest with you. That team, that team there is the, the one on the screen is probably, if it was up to me, that's the 11 that, I'd be going that's with. What that's what I'll pick as well, Stephen. Yeah. Good evening. Good evening, Thomas. He's been annihilating me, but give credit where it's due. That's a good thing. Thomas on there on the Facebook, the message what's on the screen now. Are you the same Thomas from the space? If so, say hello. Hello, mate. Hope you're well. Uh, Campbell will start. I bet he scores tomorrow as well. I bet he does as well. <laughs> I hope he does. But honestly, um, you know, the only thing I can think of why he keeps playing him is he wants to build his fitness up, thinking that he's going to come good. But he's had, what, three or four games now? I mean, fuck me. How many times has he got to play to get his fitness levels up? We ain't seen... Any real improvements, have we? I don't see what he offers us. Yeah, no, I don't either. Bart, Leonard, Harding, Cooper, Cuffey, Campbell, Denore, Brian, Fleming, Longman, Watmore. That's the mm. 11 I think GR will go for. Um, what's you, what's you so, guys think of Watmore's fitness level? Is it me or we can't seem to do more than 60 minutes? I, I don't understand it. I don't understand how someone has made it, it to... to to be a professional footballer that, that is blowing literally after 20 minutes, 30 now, minutes. Now, a lot of running. Yeah, I understand watching? that. I understand that. But it just doesn't seem, I don't know, We people used to hammer Mason Bennett, didn't they? Because he wasn't mm. able to last 90 minutes because he had a terrible injury record. Yeah. 
and I get it, but with what I liked, and I like Duncan Watmore, I really do like him, and I think yeah. he's going to he'll win your points and get your mm. goals at crucial times or assist or whatever. But I just find it baffling how he's managed to make it this far in his career. There, there you go, at this far yeah. in his career, when he he can't play more than sixty minutes. That's true, and and the point that um, was it Dan mm. said that just then. Um, you're right. You, you see Joe him struggling at the end of the first half, and of course he has the half time break to recover comes back on and he blows off at 15 minutes so you're right that's about 60 minutes altogether and that's that's it's a shame because he's, he's too good to keep bringing on off the bench i think he deserves to start games but if you can't do 75 80 minutes at least yeah you know, at, at high intensity yeah then there's, there's question marks there, there unfortunately you know that's it right ladies and gents that is um that is pretty much half time um I'll chat with what more at half time. Two and a half, <laughs> two and a half minutes of um, extra time due to uh, Joe talking about himself. <laughs> um, we'll see you in about three minutes. There's a ball across towards Sheringham. It's there! Oh, he's done it again. Teddy Sheringham completes his hat trick, his third hat trick of the season. Back to August then, and the target for Millwall is clear. An instant return to the first division. Watford is the first stop. Malcolm Allen, back on his old ground, is credited with the first goal of the season from Teddy Sheringham's flick down. 41 minutes of the new campaign played, and the Lions ahead. Jimmy Carter is to become a real thorn in the flesh of second division defenders. He's giving Watford the runaround, and the cross provides Allen with the second goal. Watford not at all sure it crossed the line. The referee and the linesman agree, and the Lions are two up. A late Watford revival, Millwall pushed back, and there's a goal for Kennedy. Seventeen minutes for the Lions to hold out after this one. But that's the only one that Watford get, and there are three points and a fine start to the season. Remarkably, the first league win for the Lions in 21 games. It's been eight months since a home league win and 10,000 people turn out to see that put right against Barnsley. A bizarre start too, with Malcolm Allen again getting the goal. Goalkeeper goes walkabout, Allen's shot just makes it before the defender. That's 37 minutes and there's more before half-time. Number 10, Alex Ray, enjoying his home debut and the home crowd soon coming to enjoy him. Teddy Sheringham, the provider. Alex Ray, the grateful recipient for a first club goal. Just a couple of minutes after half-time, though, a setback as Banks takes a hand with a volley. No chance for Brian Horn and the Yorkshire side right back in it. 
not till 10 minutes from time do Millwall make it a bit safer Jimmy Carter uh, okay we are live sir welcome back then that was um yeah 90 90 season 90 91 season some cracking goals I mean if um, any of you were there and uh, and you want to get in the comments on uh, on those then uh, yeah do jump in that was uh, a great season that was that's the season we went we got relegated and Sheringham scored it was like 37 goals that season we nearly got back up again um amazing amazing you know season that was a shame we, we, we nearly missed out right at the end didn't we unfortunately I weren't even born so yeah, I remember sort of going there, but I was only a little sperm at the time, so I was quite young. Mickey remembers it really well, though. Mickey was a bit older, so he, he remembers it quite well, actually, yeah. Joe, but, um, you were born a fucking month and a half before me in the same fucking year. So, okay, um, let's, let's look at the comments, Mickey. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, right, we've done these. Right, here we go. Right, like, the first half, gents, we went well off, well off fucking topic, so we're going to stay on topic. <laughs> let's... I want to hit on this a bit as a whole. We'll come to the other comments in a minute, but I wanted to hit on this. Um, mm. And what is up with our fitness levels? Because our fitness levels this season are shocking. Mm. Um, and I don't think it's just ours. I think it's I think it's across the board that it seems to be the fitness levels across um, – across the championship just seems to be really, really off considering that, you know, they get paid bundles of money and all that. They should be a lot fitter than what they are. What's, I don't know what the problem is. Long, they long can't time. be. <sighs> Come on. Um, let, let's, let's be serious with it. I mean, why don't, I mean, I was speaking to someone this week who said that when we had uh, the first couple of games back in, um, and the comments were, you know, the team looked unfit, blah, 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 that allegedly Gary absolutely beasted them for a couple of weeks with training, really beasted them. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, really beasted them, so I was told. Mm. And um, and some of them couldn't handle it, you know, they, they were really beasted. And I just wonder if if that, you know, going forward, whether or not they're looking at, at fitness and they're trying to push, and is it because realistically we have quite a an average age don't we an older age we're probably what 27 28 29 average average player age on the team and i just wonder if if that's a problem do you do you think maybe it's a little bit to do with the style of football a lot of championship teams are playing at the moment you know it's always been quite hectic isn't it but i think even more so now you look at every team we play against you know us included you're asking players to attack and then get behind the ball. And, they, and everyone does it to us. We do it to them. And you're constantly working. You're working. You're going up and down and up and down. Maybe they're, they're, they're demanding too much uh, from, from, from the players. Um, and, yeah, it's just it's just probably just over, overload, over, overwork maybe in games. I don't know. Really? Really overworked? I mean, Christ, they're playing one, maybe two games a week. They're professional players. Surely they must be. They're professional. I mean, I can understand... If this was, you know, 85, 90, then I'd say, do you know what, maybe playing two a week, you know, with their lifestyles back then of drinking heavily, smoking, et cetera, et cetera. But now 
they're absolute beasts, you know, as in fitness-wise. They should be, you know, mm-hmm. they're not premiership, they don't have private chefs, etc. but their nutrition sorted. Yeah. Birch cooks them a, a lovely breakfast and, and all of that, you know. And- that's, probably where, that's probably where we're fucking up, Mickey. Maybe it's Lurch. It's Lurch's fucking food. That's killing them at the moment. Do you not do you not think though? Do you not think though that modern football has become about being athletes rather than footballers? Yeah. They're they're not they're not it's not about being just a footballer anymore. You have to you have to be athletic, you have to you know, the body fat is is stamina, the you know Robert got so many games, didn't he? That's why. And it it just it just I, I look at that and I think that if you look at it if you put Olympic athletes and ask them to play football three times a week, I guarantee you they would break down with injuries, even though they are Olympic standard athletes, because it's a different, it's a, it's a different type of sport. It's a different activity. Mm. And I, 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 you know, I was, I put in our chat the other day about um, the, the fact that the Premier League managers are complaining about injuries to their squads. Obviously the championship managers have got the same thing. We know ourselves, we've got the same thing. And I, I just wonder if it's because there's been a shift of the game being really quick now and athletic rather than um, what it was perhaps 10 years ago and the players mm. are just struggling to cope at that level three, sometimes three times a week. But what's interesting is that not every player is struggling. So you've got a few of them, like Bradshaw, that will run around for 90 minutes. I think Denore's got a good engine on him as well. Billy Mitchell has a good engine as well. So if it's everyone, then you can understand it, but it's just, a you know... The older players. Yeah, but do you know those three those three players that you've mentioned there, Joe? Billy yeah. Mitchell obviously is a little bit different with his age, but they're older school footballers. They're the work hard, chase everything down, put a foot yeah. in. They're playing they 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 could have they would have been able to fit in ten years ago, fifteen years ago, yeah. because they play that hard, <clears throat> you know, style football. It's the yeah. players that are not in that mould in my opinion, the ones that have come into this new era of being having to be athletic and having to, you know, every part of their lives monitored. If they eat this food, they get caned by yeah. the management or fined and what whatnot. About, what about this, this then, right? Tony, what Tony's raised there, right? And going on to fitness levels and all that. Tony's raised there, right? We have Gary Rowett, right? Problem is, we have, is Gary Rowett would play 10 defenders if he could, right? Now, his style of five at the back is... You know, very heavily defensive, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. So are the players training to be more defensive? Yeah. And because of that, they're not doing as many stamina, sprints, running, et cetera, et cetera. And because... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Most of the other teams we're playing are reading us 
and basically running through us and then they're having to run back and do more. I mean, it'd be interesting. I don't know. Maybe we can find a stat, but it'd be interesting to see what our players are running every game. Our players are being trained and drilled for concentration and hard work and determination. And I'm, and if you're, if you you can be physically fit, but me, the mental side of it, and our defenders are being asked every week to defend for their lives, to scrap, to throw their bodies on the line. You know, mm. we're going to let the opposition have the ball. You've got to make sure that you're in you're in your position and you're drilled and you're defending and this, that, and the other. And I think that's taken its toll on them because they. On the commentary, um, I think it was Max on the commentary last week said that Ryan Leonard was screaming out for his forward players to hold on to the ball to give the defenders respite, and they need the respite because they're constantly under pressure. That can't be good we haven't, we for haven't our got fitness. Smart, man. We haven't, again, no, we no. Haven't can relieve the situation so, a bit and hold the ball up and. So, so the, the ball goes back. It comes yeah. back to the defenders and they're constantly chasing and harrying and, and trying mm. to usher people. And I just, I, I honestly think it's not, I don't, I don't know the numbers and I, I don't know if our players are fitter or unfitter than others, other members of the championship, but how many championship teams ask their team to consistently defend as much as we do? Mm. I, I can't imagine there'd be many. No. Well, that's as I'm saying. I, I think, no, yeah, a lot of teams had to sort of play that sort of system. We probably do it more so than, than others, where you're demanding that, you know, relentless to keep, keep tracking back, keep getting behind the ball, keep working hard. Then when we've got the ball, then we've got to push forward. It's just literally up and down, up and down. And it's, it's, it's draining. And I think the, the midfielders and the attackers are the ones that are really working their hardest. And it's probably another reason why what more players like that do struggle a little bit, because they're constantly have the track back, get behind the ball, and then be in the box, you know, when, when we're attacking, well, you know? If you, someone, if you take... Someone did put so, in... If you take Romain Essay, just before we go back to a call, you take Romain Essay as a prime example of that. When he goes off to England and when he's played in the under twenty ones, and we, yeah. I know, I know, I haven't seen many of the games, but I've seen a, a couple of the twenty ones. You know, mm. la- later on in the season, those front players for those twenty ones last year, they were told you attack and yeah. you, you attack and you attack, and they're constantly they're running at defenders and they're comfortable and, on and the it's ball. Possession of football, wasn't it, Steve? As well, yes. So they don't. They're making the opposition do more work. They're yeah. making them run after the ball. Essay has mm. come into our first team, and uh, again, probably gone away with England, where they want to keep hold of the ball and against Norwich and I, I you know people you know said he was at fault for the first goal and he didn't look the same Romain Essay was asked to play as a winger and it, he spent half of his time covering Danny McNamara at right wing back covering you, that it, player is it Rowe's name was I think yeah Norwich? Jonathan yeah. Rowe yeah, you can't you can't ask your creative players who are so used to playing in a certain system to automatically become you know elite machines going back that's not SA's game and it never will be and perhaps that's where we're struggling with as you say with what more and Fleming yeah. because they're being and, asked to run too much and also Steve I don't know if you agree with oh, that when, when you've got players like SA and you ask them to, to track back and get back and defend and do this why are you using our most creative talented players and getting them to yeah. keep defending when you really want them the other, the other direction hurting mm. the opposition don't you you know who's that one uh, I mean our French correspondent our French correspondent here, he says, in my in my opinion, in respect of injuries, are the training methods being adjusted to avoid said injuries? We do seem to be having a few quads go over the past year, which is true. But mm. Luke's raised a good point here. Spurs had a couple of seasons with loads of injuries about five or six years ago. They changed their fitness coach and looked into the players' diets 
and they more or less cleared it up. Mm. But that's yeah, that's common yeah, practice, so. though. That's that's common practice. A lot of football clubs do that now. They mon- like they go mm. away, for, they come back for pre-season. And I, I was watching an interview. Um, I think it was one, when one of the England players was on duty, uh, and it might it might have been James Madison. I'm not sure. And they were saying when they come back from pre-season, they're on the scales and they're, you know, to the to the exact measurements, their their body weight, what they're eating. And mm. look, I understand professional football, you know, the, the the market, the brand, everything that comes into it that, you know, these players have got to be at the best of their ability. But can you really be the, at the best of your ability when you're trying to train to play football, but you're also being asked to be an athlete as well? I, I don't know. Personally, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Yes, but, of course you can. If you're on, you're on a bundle of money, of course you can. But that don't make you... Yeah, but being on a bundle of money don't make you a good footballer and an athlete. It doesn't... No, mm. but if you're a good... Yeah, but if you're a good footballer... Yeah, they could pay me a bundle of money. That don't make me an athlete, does it? No, but it don't make you... You're not a good footballer either. But what I'm saying... <laughs> or no. <laughs> or else you'll be playing pro. I don't mean that nastily. But yeah. No, no, it's fine. You know, it's fine. If I'm you're terrible. a pro footballer and... Have you seen him play? Yeah, but, you know, if you're a pro footballer... If you're a pro footballer and you're good at football, by getting your fitness levels up, it's only going to make you a better footballer. But I don't if think you don't it does, have though. the right fitness coaches. And realistically, look at the money what some of these fitness coaches are being offered. You're not going to be attracting, no disrespect to anyone in the game, but realistically, if you go to university, you study for four or five years to get, you know, into this, into this saga, into this thing, and then you basically become into the industry, you know, you know, 30, 35 grand a year, you're not, I mean, you're not really attracting. The creme of the creme, are you, at, at, at 30, 35 grand a year, are you? No, but if you look, and I know oh. football's changed, but how many, how many in the 80s and early 90s, how many football teams were bothered about fitness coaches? How many football teams were bothered about statistics on running and wearing the, you know, the, the monitors that tell you how far you run and how fast your runs are and, and how many kilometres you do in the first half and, and all of this stuff? It, it's a different game. And I, I just... I don't know. We have a problem with our training facilities and the fact that a lot of our players get injured. But I do also think that there has to be something in the fact that the players, as I said earlier, as mm. Joe mentioned, your Bradshaws, your Denors, your <clears throat> even Savile to a certain extent, Murray doesn't Wallace, really have a, yeah, Murray mm. Wallace. It's, it's amazing that he's got Jake Cooper and um, never mm. ever gets injured mm. because they're the older school players, the ones that have been brought up to be the, to, to play that way. It's the other footballers who you may be. Their way to sort of suit that maybe. But also yes. that, would, that would make good, con- that, that would make good content, wouldn't it? For, um, for, for Millwall TV, mate, you know, we've, I've, I've got the army contacts. If you, you know, to put you in touch, Millwall, if you're watching this or the Navy boys and get, well, get you down, a, get you down. I'll tell you what, um, hold on, on that. On that, if Joe, it, when the bet comes along, Joe, if I have to wear, if I have to wear a football shirt that's about, you know, a million sizes too small for me, Mickey can get Joe in contact with the army, and we can put, uh, we can put Joe through a couple of army drills. How about that? Fucking hell! I'll be puking up after ten minutes. Jesus, that could be. That could but also, be you, know, you know, previous Mill um, squads under different managers, I'm sure we didn't get these these kind of injuries under under likes of Harris. 
yeah, we had, you know, consistency with players that used to play week in, week out. You know, even prior to that, when you look at, you know, Kenny Jacket teams we've had, you know. So it's just since Rowett's taken over, we seem to have this problem. Um, yeah, but is it I don't I don't necessarily think it's just Rowett either, because if you look at football as a whole now, the fact that they brought in, you know, what what's raised there, the fact that they brought in five subs, the fact that yeah, you're changing points, yeah. it's no longer looking that you don't need to be fit to run a hundred minutes. You now really only need to be fit to run sixty. Because yeah. the chances are, depending what position you're playing in. If you're defensive or the keeper, the chances are they're not necessarily going to, you know, swap you out. But the yeah. ones what are running, they they're realistically you only need to run sixty minutes now. But then, and then doesn't, someone doesn't else. utilize the subs well enough, does he? I mean, how often have we seen him, you know, not make changes until quite late? Um, or you know, there's, there's times when we had subs on the bench hasn't even used them. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just seems a bit a bit odd. I'd love to kind of get to the bottom of it. I mean, could it be trying? That's true. That that point there is bang on. If we had more of the ball, yeah, I honestly think it would help with uh, at yeah. least we would look fitter yeah. because you, and, you're and, not and constantly you know running. And again, to, to my point there, you know what I mentioned earlier about previous managers not having as many injuries. I think we used to play on the front foot a lot more in the old days, didn't we? And we'd play attacking football. We're not worried about defending too much. Playing a high line in their faces. When you're playing this defensive style of football, you're covering a lot more ground. Because like I said, you have well, to track back so often, so deep. You're chasing the ball. You're chasing yeah. the I mean, ball. It's simple. Yeah. I mean, you're not having the ball either, are you? No. I mean, strategically, I know what my my what I would look at on a on a on a purely strategic attack plan for me. And and I don't pretend I I'm superb at playing football or or know the internet, but I would know personally what I would aim at if I was an opposition manager. So I'm going to put the question to both of you. And and again, if you want to put in a comment what you would do. If you were playing Millwall this weekend, right, and you've known about it for a week or whatever, what would you be saying to your team on how to how to beat Millwall? What would you say? I know what I would say because we've been discussing it on here and I and I see what I think I see what what Millwall does wrong to a degree. Um, but let's let's go. We'll go to you first, Joe, because you are the uh, the closet football coach. Yeah. So you, yes. you're you're training your guys. So you've got two weeks. You're training them all up. What are you going to train mm. them to do? The thing is, for me, it's very very simple. Historically, Millwall can't break down teams that defend. We've got no creativity. We've got no aerial threat in the box. We're trying to pump balls in. So all I will say is get behind the ball, sit deep, and catch them on the break. Whenever we play against good teams that open up space for us to attack and attack us and exploit, we can exploit that and, and score goals. How often we play against teams lower in division that come in there for a point, sit back and, and, and defend, and we can't create anything. And for me, if I was any manager, whether it be a good team or a bad team, all I say is sit deep, let them come at you, and we'll, 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 we'll counterattack them. You no. see, on on that comment, what you've made there, yeah. Yeah. Your new, I, I, I think pretty much that realistically we should call you. Gary, if you can hear me, get back in the car now, mate. Okay. <laughs> because that's pretty much what Gary's doing week in, week out. Yeah. Get back. Go for the point. Yeah. You sit on these shows week in, week out, slagging off his style of play. Yeah. But you're doing exactly the same. Well, no, no. That's. 
what you, I'll do against Millwall. It's on, it's on, it's on tick. It's on, yeah, but that's yeah. pretty much how you'll right. play against Millwall is how right. we're yeah. playing against other teams. Yeah. So, you know, I get what you're saying. Hang on, let's, Stephen, yeah. what would you do? Are you going to agree with what he said? Not really. I, I would go a slightly different route. I think that any team that can play football and have a little bit of movement in and around their front areas and a little bit of pace in and around their front areas are going to cause us a lot of problems because we don't have the mobility all the way across the back four. It might be slightly different without Hutchinson and Wallace in the team, but I, I still think Cooper and Harding and, and perhaps, you know, Brian, they're not, they're not the quickest. And I think if you can play a little bit of, I would say, I would be saying if you can play a little bit of football and you've got a little bit of pace and movement up front, use that. Get on, get on the shoulders of the centre halves and play the ball in behind them. And uh, because you, our defenders don't want to be turning, our defenders want the ball in front of them. They want it coming forward. They want to be able to see what's coming. You know, you see it at the den. Teams that pass it at the back and have got the ball and they're waiting for an opening and waiting for an opening, they don't really often get anywhere because in the end, they're forced into knocking it long. Jake Cooper, Hutchinson, great in the air, win the ball and the game becomes a little bit like, a, you know, stuck in the middle of the park. I would be saying, get the ball down, get it forward and play on the shoulders of our defenders. That's how I would, that's how I would go against us anyway. And put so a little bit of pressure do, on that back five. I would keep the ball on the ground, mate. I would keep the ball on the ground and keep passing it amongst yep. yourself and moving forward. And yeah. then they will be running around trying to get those balls. And then all of a sudden, like what happens, we will suddenly get an opening. And if you've got a couple of players with a bit of fitness who can run on and then pass the ball. The biggest problem I see with us is that we don't pass forward enough. We're always, always, you know, I don't know, when, when you watch tomorrow's game, count how many times the ball goes back. It goes backwards, you know. It'll go back to Cooper or it'll go back to Wallace or it'll go back to someone on the back line and then it'll go back to back to the keeper and Bart boots it up the field and that's it. But if you keep mm. the ball on the floor and keep passing it back and forth, back and forth between you and keep moving forward and also use the width for the pitch because we don't, we don't sit wide on the pitch, mate. We sit quite in the middle. Mm. All of a sudden, that's why our players are looking unfit because... Okay. Although, 45 Mickey, minutes I, of chasing a ball is going to fucking kill you. I agree, I agree, who you are. I agree with you saying, Mickey, but I think in recent games with our wingbacks, in fact, we've got more attack-minded wingbacks now with Longman and, uh, and Cuffey. Um, that we're, we're a little bit more on the front foot now, more than than, you know, than previously. When we had like five defenders like <laughs> Matt Namora and let's say Joe Bryan or Murray Wallace at the left back, um, it has been like that. Literally, get the ball, play it back, get the ball, play it back. We are looking a bit more attack-minded. I think it has improved a little bit in the last sort of few games, I would say. But you're absolutely right, though. It's still not quite I, attack, attack enough for us, is it? Can I just say as well, we've just spoke about how teams are potentially going to come and, or would beat us. Mm. I'll go Mickey first. How are we going to beat Swansea tomorrow with who's available? Possession football. That's what that's what the Swansea guy said. He said if you basically keep hold of the ball, he said we can't defend. So you get hold of that ball and get it up. They can't defend. If we can get part back behind them, then that's when they're in trouble. So I would just carry the ball forward, and then you know either a through ball up front or chip over. But none of this lob it up from the keeper because they know it's coming. You want them up in the middle so that then you can force a gap. Send Essay down down the side and then just a through ball in and get him into there and then obviously cross it in and hope 
Fleming or, or Watmore or, you know, or Amaku can, you know, put it in the goal. Or if Nisbet's in, put it in the goal. That's where I see it being. And Joe, similar question to you, but on the basis on, you know, obviously possession-based football, are you? would you say that we're more likely to win the game tomorrow by playing the ball narrow and trying to get in behind and having your strikers go through in on goal or trying to get your wing-backs wider and go down the side of the pitch and then get the ball across? Well, first of all, it depends who, who we start with, who, who we play. Oh, and yeah, that's true, yeah. If we've got a Maku, then I agree with we've got some pace to get in behind them. The trouble is, Swansea, I don't know what this season, but last season, they're very much a possession-based team. We saw them when we played them at home and they're knocking that ball around the back, you know, quite quite freely. Um, they had off, is it off a Fimby up front? Who they've now sold to Burnley? Obafemi, yeah, Obafemi. Yeah. So we don't worry about him anymore. And he was a real four on our side last season. So this season, I don't think they're going to be as a, as a, a concern for us as they were last season. I think we need to get on the front foot. We need to play the high line. Um, we can't we can't go direct. We've got no no height in, in the box. They're going to defend initially until we go one nil up. We have to play the ball wide. So I reckon we should we should play our wing backs high up the pitch. Let's let's play some 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 passing into the box. Once we go one nil ahead and we've got a Maku playing as well, we can then counter them. We might score two or three. Then what we can't do is sit back. You know, be be cautious, concede. And if we do concede, we're absolutely fucked. Yeah, but I, I, got no, no aerial, aerial presence at all, have we? You see, I have no confidence, right, in us, in us score, in us scoring early, because when we seem to score early, Gary seems to want them to sit back and defend, and that's the problem. And and just to Larry's point, um, Larry, Larry sounds like a. Uh, an American movie star, I'll figure, yeah. or a news, you know, a news anchor. Hi, you're through to Larry Davenport. Do you know what I mean? Reporting for NBC News. Um, sorry, I don't Listen, mean to. We're going, we're going global now, Mickey. You can't start taking the piss out of our American audience. I'm not. I don't think he's American. I don't know. Let me know if you're American, um, Larry. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not taking the piss. But he does. He does sound like. He could be a news anchor, couldn't he? On the on the eight o'clock news. Good evening, you know. Larry, yeah. are you a news anchor man? Just answer. Put us out of misery. <laughs> yeah. um, or from America. Um, or yeah. from America. <laughs> yeah. Just just the point. I don't want tippy tappy football either because it's fucking it, it's pointless. But what I'm saying is, is that some of our players should be able to to take the ball forward. We shouldn't be relying on Bart kicking it seventy yards up to a target man. What's not there? Um, I do like this next comment from my pal Spencer. Uh, Joe, the football guru. <laughs> Can we ban him from the stream, please? Who? Spencer, for that no. comment, it's terrible. No, he's a friend. He's a friend of mine. He can fucking stay there. And he's going to be a guest. He's going to be a guest on your show as well. I couldn't even read it all. What did he say? He said, Joe, the football guru. Country, we, we have never been able to break down defensive. Thank you. See, Spence, the top, top guy, Spence. You know, AT, this only. next fella, AT24, always disagrees with me. And, and you know, Does we he? always have banner. But Does he's he agreeing with you, mate. He hates me, though. He's agreeing with you. He's right. I'd say hit them on the counter. Leave Murdoch on the counter. I do yeah. think, though, I do think, to be fair, oh, that oh, we do Stephen. have to... Oh, there we go. Someone someone out there sees the light. Thank you, Alex. Give that man a medal. Um, we also have to take into account Swansea. They've got some good players. They've got um, Charlie, I think it's Charlie Patino from Arsenal, youngster who's, who's really, really highly rated. They've got Jerry mm. Yates from 
um, Blackpool, who I thought was really good last year, scored quite a few goals for, yeah. for a, a team that well, got that, relegated. That Arsenal, I think he's injured, isn't he? No, no, it's the other there. one. It's the other one. They've got another one on loan who's who's injured. Patino looks okay. And the other player that they've got, which I've never thought he's done an awful lot against us, but we've wanted him, we've been linked with him every transfer window is Jamal mm. Lowe. And those kind of players, yeah. you know, they're gonna they're gonna have the ability to counter us. So we are gonna have to be a little bit cautious with I, I agree, Joe. I think we're going to look at our best if our wing-backs are getting forward because we're going to need them to support the attack. But I they are going to have to be conscious the other... But they're going to have to be conscious the other way because Swansea yeah. have players that can hurt you on the counter. Yeah, sorry, yeah. AT24. It was released. Uh, if, if, for example, if, if we go for um, West Harding at the back with Lenny and Coops, we've got a little bit more um, legs at the back. I think Wes is fairly quick. You know, he's, he's not, he looked pretty good against Birmingham when he, when he came out the back. So maybe we can afford to play a little bit more of a higher line, mm. be at them, you know, go a bit more uh, attack-minded, knowing that we've got some pace at the back with Lenny and with uh, Wes Harding to sort of, you know, intercept or, or cover any any uh, mistakes maybe, you know? Um, What's that? What's that? Where's your mate Davenport? Where, where's he from? I don't know. Yeah, come no. I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll come to it in a sec. Um, but yeah, what do you call it? Eighteen twenty-four. We've got loads of American. I mean, I don't know if he's still on his Stewarts. It was yeah, in um, Rotunda Beach, and we got Canadian. We got some New Zealand. So yeah. Um, just one that. Yeah, no. Look, I I apologise. It was late, but um, I edited it. I completely forgot that it, yesterday was Thursday. I thought it was Wednesday, and uh, yeah, I I edited it late. So yeah, my apologies there. It'll be out earlier going forward, so don't panic. Um, yeah. Sit back never works. Headless chickens. Uh, are we signing Key for more? I reckon that's going to happen more. in January, Baz. Mark my there word. we go. He is. Look, American. America. Oh, no, oh, Peckham. Not that's Peckham. Peckham. <laughs> Peckham. Peckham. <laughs> <laughs> I like you, Mickey. I thought your day tripper. Ramp was amazing. Don't worry, mate. There's going to be another one later, so don't panic. Not about day trippers. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Fleming is lazy. Don't work hard enough and all that. Good evening, Gaza. Uh, why are scared of Swansea? All they beat this season is useless Sheffield Wednesday. And True. Sheffield Wednesday, I saw earlier, were getting beat by um, Sunderland 3-0. They're still being beaten 3-0. They are in an absolute shambles of a, of a situation, aren't they, Sheffield Wednesday? Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I know we don't want to talk about them too much, but they're, it's they're shocking. To go down. Peck on. Mate, did you, did you <laughs> see that, that statement from their fucking manager? If that was our, um, from their owner, if yeah. our owner ever did that, fuck me, there'd be carnage. Absolute mm. fucking carnage. Um, Shout out to yeah, Biggie on, on the um, listening. Yeah, hello, oh, Biggie. It's been here since the beginning, chaps. I can't see. I can't see who's there. For me. Oh, be, oh just, did you not log in? You just used just, the link tonight. I've just come in as a, as a guest, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't got the you privileges. That, that's you've you still got the privileges, but yeah. So, yeah, all you need to do is log in, but yeah. Right then, um, gents, we are coming up close to 10 minutes to go around. I normally give you about three minutes, but... Um... <laughs> you can't argue with that. <laughs> you, yeah. you can't. It's awful. And I'll tell you what, on the subject, I know we... They're not in our league. They're nowhere near our league at the moment. But also, what's going on at Scunthorpe? Um, 
<laughs> at the moment is is shocking. Uh, you don't want to see that at any football That's club. Terrible. They're, they're actually banning everyone. Yeah. For like voicing their opinions, you say something yeah. on, you know online or something. That's it. Boom. It's happening. It's listen. It's not. It's it, it's happening. The problem is, is that with a football club, they're like you, you. Not so much now to an degree, but remember when when we were teenagers, yeah, Joe. Right, we're both the same age, so don't do all these bollocks. But oh no, oh, no. <laughs> right. But when we used to go out on a, on all the nightclubs and everything else. Right, where no trainers, and we all dressed up to go out to nightclubs and stuff. Right, and those of you who, are, who are, you know, your mid forties to late forties will will understand where we're saying. You used to always have on the bottom of tickets and all that. If you went to, you know, um, a wall or or world dance, you'd always have on there, wouldn't you? Raw, right, right of admission refused. Right, yeah. so basically, football's the same. Football can pretty much ban you for anything they want. You could walk in there tomorrow, Joe. Right, and they could just say, "Really sorry, Joe." Uh, unfortunately, don't like your haircut. We not having you in today, and there's fuck all you can do about it. It's it as simple as that. The whole season, you've got a single no Doesn't matter. You, you lose all. Doesn't matter. Really? Yep, absolutely. And the that's thing, disgusting. you know, that's what people don't realise is that the problem is is that football clubs hmm. don't want, you know, if they don't want to, they don't have to give you a reason. There's appeals, but then again, your appeal is only successful to a certain level. If yeah. they still don't want you to do, they could put in stipulations to go, right, Joe, yeah, no worries, we can have you, but we want you to make sure that you don't wear shoes with shoelaces in anymore. And and, and I know it sounds absolutely pathetic and absolutely ridiculous, but, they're in but their that is, that. yeah, it's pretty much like a, you know, like a club, like a thing. Mm. If you don't want them in, you don't have to go in. You don't have yeah. to have these people in there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I completely agree with you, Jimmy. I would, I would say that there would be absolute carnage yeah. um if we did it but it's the same football fans as a whole mm. it, it's a whole it's a whole process it's not just it's not just <laughs> the being able to ban you or whatever but realistically if we if people were writing real well mo, there's probably loads of people on the comments who have been banned by Millwall Twitter been blocked by mm. Millwall Twitter because they happened to say something what they didn't like mm. you know I've known of News at Den and, and, and people like that had to turn their comments off because the club didn't like some of the comments what were left on there. So, you know, you, you've got to, mm. you know, you've got to understand we are pretty much within Millwall, pretty much free speech. We say how it is. And yeah, I've been told off a few times, but it's it's my it's my personal opinion, and I'm allowed to have that opinion. Same as any of you. You can say whatever you want on this show, as long as it's not liable, and as long as you can, you know, no one's gonna get sued of it. We're big boys. If you're if you're offended by words what aren't necessarily discriminative in any way, then I'm sorry, but you've got to grow a pair of bollocks because we pay you know everyone pays an awful lot of money to go watch football, right? And if the football was entertaining and it was good and you were you know you you enjoyed going to see the football, you couldn't give a fuck, mate. If we got beat three nil, as long as those players you think work the nuts off and everything else be great, but mm. The fact that it isn't, and the fact that everyone's allowed an opinion and everyone's allowed to moan and groan and do whatever you want, to me, that's part and parcel. But if clubs wanted to, they could scale your internet, they could scale what's what and find you through one way or another. And, and they could, you know, potentially what's, you know, Scumfork did or what Scumfork are doing, you, you know, you could ban. It's not nice. I don't think it's Scumfault, though, as a club. I think it's just the owner that's just gone on an absolute... He's just gone on an absolute rampage. 
the chairman's not not paying the, the the players' wages for a month, and he's refusing to pay their wages, and they're still going to carry on playing for free, apparently. Mm. But Jesus Christ, there are clubs that have got bigger problems than we have, and we we moan about mm. our, our club, don't we? Sometimes, you know, how lucky are we? No, that's it. Ken Clark. I wonder if that's the old Ken Clark, the old fella from Parliament. Millwall Southeast Counties League team, 1958. Charlie Bumston, manager, Leon Vasu, Barry Bell, just saying, wow. He's nearly as old as you, Mickey. That'd be eight. Closer to you, mate, than me. Once probably will deserve. (laughs) Gents, given what you've just discussed, who do you think our fan base will? That's a, do you know what? That's a great question. And I, and, and that's a great, that's a great question, right? Because personally thinking, personally speaking, and, I know a lot of the old boys and all that, and I, I'm a strong believer in that the hooligan element of football and the hooligan element of Millwall might not be your thing, but they have stopped so many scarfers in the past being battered at away games and stuff like that, that they are part of our history. Like them, hate them, whatever it is, they are part of our history, right? Because there's many scarfers who, you know, who went, in the 70s and 80s and all that, where those guys kept them from getting battered and stuff, right? Do you know what I mean? They, they looked after people and all that lot, right? Mm. So they're part and parcel, and it is what it is. I think, personally, in 15, 20 years' time, it's, it, it's, it's going to be a lot more shirt-wearing than what there currently is. I don't think you'll have everything what goes on now, what's slowly dying out, but you won't have... None of the aggressive chance, the the aggression chance as such. Not not discriminatory, but do you know what I mean? Like the the banter chance and everything else. What you have had now, and, you, Matt, you know, Matt, where, where you're where standing. We are, we're playing Mickey. Like, obviously, if we get promoted. Yeah, that that we, comes into it. And we that start attracting, you know, different all different sort of fans. Whether that's going to change. If we get relegated, suddenly the day trippers are going to going to fade away. And all the hardcore support will be there, which will make us more the traditional Millwall fan base, if you like. You know, that, yeah. I think it all depends how we're playing and where and where and where we're at. If if we if if Mill if we got to the Premier League, yeah, as much as as for someone who's not seen us in the top flight, I would love to see us have one season at going to these big grounds and, and playing against the yeah. best teams in the country. But one mm. season in the Premier League in my opinion, in terms of what goes on off the field would probably be the worst thing that could happen to us. I would rather, I would rather division two, three, four, right. Or what is it now? League one, league two, right. And be safe in one of them and keep our identity as a club, then lose it being in the championship or the, or the premiership. You know, you know, back in the late 80s, Stephen, because when we got promoted and we the first season for the first like few months or so, we were hovering around the top of the league. And everyone was like, you know, we were playing some good football, winning some good games. And I was seeing so many people wearing Millwall tops back in those days, like out and about, ranting, not just in, in South London, but it could be in any sort of area, really. And I, I swear, these must be like young fans just thinking, you know what, Millwall top of the league, I'm going to buy a Millwall shirt, you know. And you did get a little bit of that mm. that season. I remember so many... But what 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 I mean is, and I I only go off what I hear from my dad and other fans that I know that that have seen us in the top flight. Mm. No one wanted to play us, 
the 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 fans went in their numbers to these big grounds and the noise yeah. and the atmosphere and they they made it uncomfortable and you know yeah. went to Arsenal Liverpool Chelsea don't, I mean as I say not me personally I'm talking about we had a big following that season got promoted it was it was amazing like yeah we're taking big crowds away from home you know and then what you got to think of is the next season we're now playing in the old first division the top flight so that support carried on from the season prior. And we're still getting massive attendance. We're still getting, you know, full grounds. And, of course, we carried on the success of winning games. So we're still winning games even in the top flight. And it wasn't until near the end we started losing a few games and dropping down a little bit. And, of course, the season after, we kind of crashed and burned. We lost, you know, a couple of our best players, didn't we? But I think it all depends on how well a team's doing. If you're winning games and you're playing, you know, and, and scoring goals, of course, the fans will be there watching you week in, week out, you know? Well, this is this is the next thing that I was going to come on to. We're talking about the Premier League. Luton, <laughs> sorry, Lion, go on, Stephen, as you were. Luton, as a football club, right? They've made it. They've got. They went down to the conference. They've got back up to the Premier League, and their fans have stayed pretty much every game. They got battered at Chelsea three 0 They got beat in yeah, other but you games. Would though, you? Hold on, wait, first... hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. Wait, which is hold on, right? I don't see anything wrong with Luton fans supporting their team. I really, really don't. They are living the dream and good luck to them. Do you think if Millwall got promoted to the Premier League and we're getting beat pretty much every week, that our supporters would be the same? Do you think they would? Is that Luton fans away, away support or home support? Because if we go to the Premier League, I guarantee our season ticket sales will increase dramatically. Right. So whether you whether you're happy to go and watch them or not, you've got a season ticket. You're going to go fucking watch them, aren't you? You know. Um, but I think there is that element of once in a lifetime you're going to watch your team play in the Premier League, play against Premiership teams, and you want to go to all these grounds. I know I would. You know, if Mill got promoted into the Premier League and I got an opportunity to go to Old Trafford or wherever the Etihad to watch Mill play, you're going to make those journeys. Whether you're going to get thumped five six nil, you're going to go, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. But, but would you do but, it every every season if you remain in the in the top flight? You know. Also, on on not, I'm going to go on to Sheffield United now. Last weekend, Sheffield United got beat eight 0 at home by Newcastle, and Newcastle mm. it could if Newcastle really wanted to, they could have probably got double that. It was embarrassing. And mm. again, Sheffield United fans a bit. People were saying, why would Sheffield United? Why would the fans stay? Why would they do that? Mill got to the Premier League, Joe and Mickey. I'll come to you after. Newcastle turn into town. They're six 0 up in the 60th minute. Do you stay? Yeah, because I think you've got magic expectations, didn't you? You're, 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 if you're playing in the Premier League, you're not going to think to yourself, you know what, we're going to we're going we're going to walk this. We're going to do really, really well. I think you're kind of always expected to lose. I mean, you've seen it already with the teams got last season: Burnley, Sheffield United, and um, who's the other one? Luton. They're, they're all struggling. It's such a massive gulf between. The championship in the Premier League at the moment—it's ridiculous. I mean, that can go up there and hold their own, are they? You know, I mean, it's quite weird with that that cotton there by Cole saying, you know, Southend's Roy um, Ron Martin is a wanker to think that, you know, we were in the same league. Yeah, we were. And the problem is, is that, and this is mm. uh, different football fans, right? And different times when we had the battle with with um, with Lewisham, there was a strategy of attack, and it was basically we would attack them as hard as we could with facts, right? And I spoke to a couple of people from Southend to, you know, they they threw someone, come to me and asked, you know, what would be my thoughts and all that. And I told them what I would do 
how I would do it, how I would plan an attack. I would go after Ron Martin and expose all these dirty secrets. And we found, you know, the, the guy I used for AMS, we basically looked in and we found some secrets and we basically exposed it to, to them, told them what to do. And they were, no, we've got another way of doing it. We're, we're going to do it this way. And I said, it's not going to work. You've got to sit there and you pretty much, with someone like him, you need to hit him head on and follow him out. And the problem is, is that they're a different fan base to what we were. And we managed to jump on it. We managed to take the the, the, the region battle global because of everyone getting on board, everyone, you know, it and everything else. And we managed to do it. But if that fight was now and the way that social media and the world and everything yeah. else has changed, it wouldn't happen. It just it wouldn't. Uh, no, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. It, that in a way that come at the right time, as you say, because we were able to get support. Now it, it would be different. I, I just, I just, I just honestly think, and you know, I would love to see us just in the top flight. You know, for years and years, I've had so much stick and grief from mates over the years about, oh, you know, you've never been in the Premier League, blah blah, blah this, that, and the other, and, and you know, always constantly being a, a you know in the Championship League one, whatever. But I just, uh, the more I think about it and the more as I get older, I realise oh. that the Premier League could really seriously damage us as a football club. 100%, 100%. But the club is preparing for the for that. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course they are. But they've got to get there. And, and yeah, the way that we're going are. at the moment, if you look we at, ain't going to get there. Like where what the reception is now with Harry's Bar now, et cetera, et cetera. We're, we're preparing for it. So, yeah. Um, Joe, I, 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 I think... AT24. Yeah, yeah. Is, the point, the point the I'm making... I think it's brilliant. I think it's no, absolutely... No, the, point, the point I'm making, funny. AT, is we're at home to Leeds. It's, it's you know, it's a winnable game. If you're going in the Premier League, you're playing against Man City, Liverpool, Anfield, you know, you're, you're expected to lose. I ain't going to walk out with, with two or three nil down at home to Liverpool. You know, they're, they're a decent side. But against Leeds, and this is those fucking Leeds wankers cheering, yeah, I just couldn't stomach it. But... To be fair, I did try to stay to, to the end. I just couldn't do it. Just couldn't do it. No, that's it. Right, gents, um, we are five and a half minutes um, over over time. Um, do you, you boys, just quickly while we're there, um, gents, because I am going to have a little rant in a second. I'll give you some advice in a minute. But I'm not have one already. How many rants you had? No, no, this one's quite a big one. Um, Brace get, your, get your predictions in. And we'll run through those quickly um, after this. My thing to you is this: there was something, there was something up here, and I, and this will, um, this comment, where are we, um, that comment, and another comment, what Gaza made um, there, which is true, right? I've done this before, but I'm going to do it again, and and I'm looking to get. Uh, uh, I'm in the process of arranging a lawyer, uh, a football um, lawyer specialises in in football regs and laws. So I'm going to do a show with them and, and go through all of this. Okay, right. The football unit, the government, and some other bodies are pretty much trying to kill football or football fans, really heavily football fans today. And I'm not going to go through them all because it, it's too hard. The football arrest rates went out. We are second, by the way, uh, if you're interested in the football banning orders. But I'll explain why those numbers and why arrests have gone up. Basically, the law used to be 
you would only be classed as a football fan if you were on your way or you were at a football match. So if you were arrested in a pub away from the ground in London Bridge when we were playing away, you would be a normal civilian, okay? You're just a normal bod, right? They managed to change the law. So you can now be arrested and charged with a football offence watching it on TV. You can now be, which come in, this is what gets me as well. This law come in last year and then basically come through and it's now been accepted in that you can be, you can be charged for 0.05 grams or 0.5 grams or, or 0.05, I think it is. I'll have to clarify on that. But you can basically be charged for possession of cocaine if you're going to football with a very, very small amount that if you weren't going to football, you would basically just be given a caution. But because you're a football fan going to football, you'll be charged and put in front of court so they can give you a football banning order. Okay? And that is just fucking... It's, it's unfair that football fans are targeted in such a way and no one seems to care. You've got the FSA coming out today going, you know, this this... This statistics is because of this. They changed this and done that and done that. Yeah, but you sat on your fucking ass November last year when all this was being talked about. You sat on your fucking ass at the moment and you're not using your platform like you did with these arrests to come out and kick off about a high percentage of clubs, a high percentage of Premier League clubs and championship clubs with having facial recognition technology in their CCTV. And the fact that the football unit is now talking about using facial recognition trucks, cameras at games. So that basically if it's a high profile game, they're potentially going to put cameras, camera vans around taking facial recognition. So, for instance, you cause trouble on a train or not even cause trouble. But basically, say us three are on a train. A load of people kick off on a train. We're just near there. We might get involved to try and calm it down or whatever. We're not doing anything illegal or anything thingy, but they don't know who we are. Our image, and this is potentially, we're talking theoretically, our image could then be loaded onto a onto a database and our, our picture is put onto their facial recognition. We go to the next home game or another game where they patrol these trucks we will then potentially be pulled over to ID ourselves so they know who we are. That doesn't happen at rugby. That doesn't happen at, at going to a fucking Taylor Swift concert. That doesn't happen fucking going to Lords to watch a cricket game or going to Wimbledon or anything else. It will only ever happen at football. You go out on a Friday night, you could be absolutely wankered, pretty much crawling down the road with your pals the old bill would not nick you for being drunk and disorderly. The rules of football is you need to, if you smell of alcohol and you're unsteady on your feet, you could be arrested. So pretty much, Joe, you could tip your bottle of beer over my head and trip me over in front of a copper. And technically that copper could nick me for being drunk at a football game. There is a a harder punishment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you would. But there is an offence of being drunk entering a football stadium. But there isn't at rugby. Mm. And also, the other thing what people don't really seem to understand is that most football clubs, especially within London, have a national sharing have a, have a, a sharing agreement. So that if you get nicked on the way to a football game and you get caught with possession, even if they give you a caution, which now they're not, they're going to be arresting you, 
they will inform the club of your name and your address and all the clubs have a zero policy on drugs. So even if they can't get you on drugs, the club knows and the club will basically inform, you know, the club could basically technically give you a ban because you're on the way to the game. The whole laws around football are fucked. My word of advice before I come to you boys as your, your, your finishing statement is this. If you ever, ever, ever get nicked at football, don't say a word and get yourself a duty solicitor. There's a, a you know, football lawyer, people like that. They can get you a lawyer to the cells, right, to, to speak. Don't say nothing until one of them are there. Don't admit nothing because they will get you to admit stuff and go, oh, we'll just give you a caution. But that can still get you a banning order. Speak to a lawyer, right? They're free at police stations. Just do one. And if they ever, ever invite you to a voluntary interview where come and see us, see us at 2.30 on Tuesday afternoon, come down and have a chat. Always, always, always speak to a lawyer and take a lawyer with you because on the long term, it will save you because they will always tell you, oh, we're not going to do this, and then they hit you. Just remember this bit of advice. A football banning order is not a criminal banning order. A football banning order, yeah, is a civil offence, and they don't need beyond proof. So they don't need the, the, the level of guilt, what you do in a criminal court, in a civil court. Mm-hmm. And also remember, you get caught with cocaine, you get caught drinking in front of a pitch, you get caught entering the field of play, you get caught being drunk or anything else what governs a football banning order, that's your passport gone. Every time England plays, every time England ladies play, anywhere around, home and away, especially away, your passport needs to be submitted to the police. And that's for however long, so that could be a one-year, a three-year, a five-year ban, you have to then do that. On offences, That, and I'm, I'm not talking about violence, I'm talking about normal offences, that on a general person on a Friday night going out of your mates, that you do any of those, you don't have to surrender your passport. Football fans are targeted and targeted for a reason because it's easy. And the rumour as it is that the government pays the football units uh, a bounty. So every football banning order they get successfully, potentially they get between two and a half and four and a half grand. That's why football fans are targeted and there's fuck all we can do about it. You know, hopefully some of these organisations will stand up and start representing fans properly. But my advice to you lot is just anytime you get nicked or anything else, get yourself a lawyer and lawyer up. So yeah, before we come through some of these, come on in Stephen, give us your think thoughts. Well, I'm, I, I, that was a rant and a half, but on a on that's, a that's a, a PB for, for Mickey Simpson. That one. On I'm a, sorry, but it's something. Uh, what I, yeah. I've I've known football law since I was fan of and I've seen people treated harshly, and I've seen what the the establishment, mm-hmm. including football clubs, think of fans and go after fans. And I just think that you know there is no one. There is allegedly something like 40 something million people watch football every weekend. If all those people stood together, we could get rid of all these problems. But you never it's never going to happen. So there's no point, you know, saying it will. So yeah. Go on. Um I I'm assuming we're doing a closing statement, last last go. words and all that. Um, yep. as I say I've said it on the last few shows, I'm sure Joe Mickey, the other lads who are not with us tonight. Um, We all love Millwall Football Club. We love this team. We love the team. We love talking about it. We love going to the games. We're chatting about it all through the week and looking forward to what's going on. 
as you know, some people don't agree with us, some people do, but we love having the comments, the interaction, the the guys, you guys who take your the time out of your day to sit or or if you're on the bus or on a train and listen to us rant. So really appreciate the fact that you guys have given up your Friday to to come and talk to us and we do read all the comments with all the messages we get we we go through a lot so um thank you for taking your time to 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 listen to us and as i say the show's nothing without you guys because you give us stuff to talk about and comments and we you know you know we will take the piss out of each other or you take the piss out of us but we we love it really and and we don't you know we don't take it too seriously and and it's just it's just good fun and we all get on very very well so um thanks for listening um mickey's shaking his head he loves us really but he, he'll never say it but he does um finally from me last thing we're going to win the game tomorrow i think it's going to be a bit nervy but i'm going to go over 2-1 mill will win and i think tomorrow will be the day that we see casper denore on the score sheet Wow. Can I just copy and paste what he said? <laughs> um, yeah, just before you come in, um, Connor, yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll clip that rant and I'll post it on socials. Yeah. I just, yeah, I mean, obviously it's it's uh, it, it's, a, it's another, I will say we're at a must-win stage this, this early in the season. But when you look at how we did, we did last season, we're actually ahead of where we were last season, points-wise. I think we're two points behind fifth and sixth place. So we win tomorrow, and other results go our way. Suddenly, I know we, we, you know it's quite funny to think about. We're actually in, in a playoff position potentially, you know. So I don't think things are as bad as what everyone thinks it is. I think a, f- a few wins and suddenly we, we're right up in the mix again, aren't we? You know. Um, yeah. So let's just get a good performance tomorrow. Let's get a win. Let's play on the front foot. Let's get our wing backs attacking. Great chances. Let's score some goals. We want to hear the fucking den roaring and cheering goals. You know what I mean? I, I, it doesn't happen enough. You know, I love celebrating a goal. I love, you know, that the, the, you know, the fans getting together and, you know, and being up for it. But to do that, the players have to deliver. They've got to play on the front foot. They've got to make things happen. And then you'll get the fans backing them, you know? I totally agree with you. I will I will do a, a video over the weekend with... Um, with the facts, with bits and pieces, what's said, and I'll put the statistics and and I'll have um, experts. But I am planning a show with football law experts and people who think he's so. How, how, how are we doing on the league, uh, the league table on the banning? No, we're second. All right, so we're doing all right. We, we must be second. Second, and let's just come on. Let's make let's if make a joke out of it. We were we you were second. We were second last year, and we're second yeah. this year. And last year's 14th place is this year's first place, which is Man United. Right, okay. Uh, and West Ham are, uh, I think, fifth or sixth. So they're, they're really they're right down. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, on that, um, gents, it's been a pleasure as always. I won't be coming back to you once this video finishes. So um, thank you very much for joining us. And you, the listener, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, I know we went off topic for the first 15, 20 minutes. If you stuck with us, then you <laughs> deserve a medal. Get in touch with Joe. He's got some uh, special football coaching medals for you. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, join us again. We'll be back Sunday night. Uh, you'll get an extra show with us next week because, obviously, we are playing away, uh, whether or not we do a YouTube or whether or not we go back and do a, uh, a space show. Um I don't know. Wait and see. It will be a surprise next week. Um, 
But yeah, that's it. It's now time for the end of the show. Show. Remember, if you're watching on YouTube, give us a like. And if you're not subscribed yet, give us a subscribe. And if you're on Facebook, give us a like. And I'm going to shut the fuck up now. United has been made third favourites behind Sheffield Wednesday and West Ham to reach the first division. An away game with them is no one's idea of a picnic. But Malcolm Allen again gives them a shot with barely 10 minutes played. Right-footed shot, whipped just inside the post. Mick Quinn is the Newcastle man to watch. He thinks he's in for an equaliser, but is inches wide and high. Instead, it's Millwall who pick up a second at the start of the second half. Les Briley plunges in, Sheringham finishes off. More good work by Carter, a deflection to the far post. And Briley prepared to risk an injury and a bang in the face to help the goal in. Backed by a crowd of almost 24,000, Newcastle come on strong in the second half and this time Queen does get a reward. A free kick not cleared and another anxious moment as the game wears on. But the Lions hold out, and after three Saturdays, it's three wins and third place in the table. John Lyle's Ipswich Town in unfamiliar Tangerine draw almost 13,000 people to the den. Ipswich get an early shock. Alex Ray, two home games, two goals. Positive running from midfield, nicely set up, and a thump of a finish. A nasty shot before half-time, though. The defence caught a little bit square. Chris Kiwomya in for the equaliser. In the second half, there's plenty more wheel-wall pressure. Once again, Jimmy Carter seeing plenty of the ball down the right. Alex Ray thought he was in again, but that one gets away. And so, for the first time, to two league points. Four days later, the first evening game of the season proves the most eventful yet. Hull City down from Yorkshire, not one of the second division's more fancied sides. Carter and Sheringham, the old one-two, soften them up. Only seven minutes played and Hull one behind. Their goal, though, later on seems to lead a charmed life. Double effort by Teddy Sheringham somehow kept out. And incredibly, there's more from the same source. Might have been three or four nil in half an hour, but incredibly and suddenly it all starts to go wrong for the Lions. 
37 minutes played, Peyton the scorer. Barely 60 seconds later, and Palin from outside the area. Brian Horn can only block, and suddenly Millwall are behind. And 20 minutes into the second half, it gets even worse. Bumping header for Peyton second, and it's 3-1. A first home defeat then looming until Jimmy Carter takes a hand. Carter, or was it perhaps an own goal? He's not too worried who got it. The important thing is that a goal's been pulled back and suddenly an equaliser is on the cards. Four minutes left, the whole defence in a tears, and Gary Waddock gets it. That goal's worth a point. The Lions still unbeaten, but four points dropped at home. Twelve goals scored. In case I don't see you. Good afternoon, good evening and good night. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.